Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 509 of Junk Treasure Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the five-star man, the man, the mental legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Let me tell you something, Tyler. I am pretty sore today. And it mostly has to do over the past couple of days at work. Yesterday in particular, because I was out doing my job, you know, I come back into the building. All of a sudden, my, the fire alarm in my workplace starts going off. And uh, I I quickly rush in and I you know I quickly rush out and stuff and see because the fire escape door is like right next to like the rear entrance where I generally work at. And I see this dude like uh, he had clothes like around his neck. He had like this like this dude was a fucking thief, right? And so he sees me, I see him, and he tries to get by me. We both grab each other. We both are like freaking like tangled into each other and we fall down the flight of stairs that's oh like, my god i completely land all 260 plus pounds of me on top of him and uh and as soon as i know it's like i pretty much knew we were gonna fall or something like that so you know what all right just use full momentum against them did that fell on top of him all these clothes that he had around his neck and everything just go scattered right in the fucking bush right, <laughs> right next Christ. to the stairs and what's kind of hilarious and stuff is like, like he gets up, he starts bolting it. He absolutely starts bolting it and stuff like that. Like he absolutely regretted every single bit of deciding to try to steal from my workplace. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of hilarious. Like I see him running, and I'm like right in the back of him, right. And I just scream, I'm like screaming at the dude. It's like you, it's like don't come back. You, it's like get the out of here and he's just i never have seen a man run so fast in my life like he was literally scared shitless but uh the funniest part is my my boss sorry just imagine you like i don't know if you ever seen the movie super bad but there's this part where seth rogan he's he plays a cop in the movie and um he's trying to chase michael Sarah's character yeah and uh I, i think he like had alcohol or something like that and seth rogan's like <clears throat> like he like Seth, Michael Sarah gets away and his, and Seth Rogen's partner is like, "Well, did you get him?" And he just he's like, "He's the fastest kid alive." <gasps> there's just someone moves so fast. <laughs> That's why I just imagine you two in there. He's the fastest guy alive. Oh no 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 no! Like, there's so I fast. didn't run after him. I just wanted him just to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. You know, because okay. it's like he he didn't steal anything. I mean, mm. the thing is, my boss and my other people, my other coworkers, were keeping tabs on him throughout that whole hour since we opened the the store, right? And it's like the moment that the moment I, because I had a feeling that this dude that they were keeping tabs on would try to exit out of the fire escape, so I kept on in the back. It, this was after I got done helping a couple people. The fire alarm goes off, all that train of events happen and stuff like that, and so like a minute after that happens, right? My boss comes out of the fire escape and stuff. She, And from her perspective, she sees all these clothes in the bush. She sees a fucking shoe on the reset. That's my shoe. That's right down there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she just sees this dude just booking it and stuff. And me, like, right on his ass. I'm like, what the... <laughs> and I had to go forth to get my shoe, right? But, uh, well, let's just say that I'm pretty kind of sore and tired for today. And that's it's basically what ended up happening was as soon as that happened, I just... A boss, you know, we called the cops, obviously, and stuff. We wanted to try to go... We just went through and just reported, like, we wanted to ban that dude. If they can identify the dude from the camera footage and stuff, just ban him and whatever. And yeah. what's kind of hilarious is, like, the cop just looks at me, you know, this little cricket smile on his face, like, just... I said, just, just don't tackle anybody, okay? It's like, that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like yes, yes, officer, thank you. <laughs> yeah, sound advice. Uh, 
the funniest part oh. is like is I didn't tackle him. Him and I just pretty much got just like tangled. You just ran into each other. Yeah, here's the the thing about the staircase in of itself that he was escaping from. It's like barely like a little bit wider than I am, right? And so mm. he was trying to switch the side of me. Like he got his hands on me. I had my hands on him. And our fucking momentum goes, we bend the sign that's, like, right over, like, God, near Jesus us, Christ, right? Gables. And it's fucking, you know, I just fucking fall on top of them, like, full force and stuff. And so it's, like, like, I wasn't really, like, hurt hardly at all. Maybe some bruises and aches and pains, right? Like, the heel, my heel and stuff. And, like, part of my, like, stomach right here is, like, a little bit sore or worth initially where I landed. But let's just say that, uh... It became like almost like a running thing now for my coworkers and stuff. It's like, well, we could put even my boss, even my freaking like supervisors, tell my boss like, well, we know what to put on Gabe's resume. It's like, what's? <laughs> it's, it's like thief deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh, put God. put like get a TV in there and like put on if you have a too bad you don't have that on camera. Just like put it on loop. This is what happens if you steal and it's just you like throwing a guy down the stairs. <laughs> What um, they should do is that it's that that one uh, episode of Monday Night Raw from yeah. way back when when Randy Orton kicks McFoley down the stairs. <laughs> we should like Photoshop your head on a Randy Orton and that thief's face onto McFoley. Dude, no, you just take the commentary <laughs> of that. You just see the footage of me just falling on top of the dude down the stairs. <laughs> you just hear Jim Ross, "Good God Almighty, man's got a family." God damn it! But Jerry uh, King, yeah. Yeah, listeners, it's like, this is the second time this year this stupid shit like that is in the Batman workplace and stuff. And it's, and it just, it, it happened so quick, right? It's not like I was initially trying to initiate this dude or anything else like that. He just came full on blazing and I just managed to be there at the right time. Like, what the hell's going on the fire escape? I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got, we got a new nickname for Gable. He's no longer the five-star man. He's no longer the man, the myth, the legend. He's now the retired Ray Lewis. Sir Carl Gables. <laughs> retired Ray Lewis. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We we it's time we told you guys. Uh, Gables is actually Ray Lewis. Um, you might have seen. I know they look kind of familiar. It's because they're the same person. You want to know what's hilarious though? Like after that initially. Are you gonna tell me you're actually Ray Lewis this whole time? No, 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 okay. no, no. <laughs> no, the most hilarious thing is after that happened and like I finally like the adrenaline was starting to come. Like I initially came back to my workplace. Almost when I let up this big old like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> adrenaline kicked in. Yeah, let's just say my adrenaline kicked in. I started to act like a fucking NFL player. Yeah. Acting like Ric Flair, pick up the alligator. That's my alligator shoe over there. I'm gonna pick that up. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's fucking funny. Well, good Dude. for you, Gables. Good, good for you. Uh, <laughs> what? Seriously, we're getting old, Gables. You shouldn't be throwing yourself downstairs anymore. Oh. Um, you're, you think you feel bad now? Wait till tomorrow. Well, you know what? It's like it's not wasn't necessarily throwing him down the stairs. It's more like that uh, he was my cushion while I landed on top of him. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, it's really falling with style. It was more like Hollywood style. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Gable, the part Gables didn't tell you is the guy's actually dead. Gables killed a guy. <laughs> I already killed a guy. That's all I'm going to. That's your new name. <laughs> I heard he killed. Well, like Ray Lewis. He, I heard he killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's all making so much more sense now. <laughs> oh, goddamn COVID cough. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this is fucking funny. Oh, oh man, you know what? 
things are starting to add up here. I'm starting to think maybe this whole time I've been talking to Ray Lewis. <laughs> Fun fact, Ray Lewis is a VTuber. That's not actually... Gables is a made-up character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Everybody, right. welcome Ray Lewis to the show. Um, so... How have you been? <laughs> well, I can't top that at all. Um, no, I'm doing okay. You know, it was, it was a long, shitty week. Um, but it was, it was a it was a good weather day. You know, um, got some bad news earlier, like right before we hopped on the Skype call. Unfortunately, um, tomorrow we got to put down my uh, one of my family's dogs, so Jack. So that's good. You know, that's pretty rough. Uh, got a good 20 minute crying, so I will try not to cry for the next uh, hour or so. We're doing this podcast, but. Uh, Tomorrow's going to be a, a bittersweet day, but uh, doing okay right now. You know, it's uh, always nice to do this podcast, kind of drink a few beers, bullshit with Gables, a.k.a. Ray Lewis, uh, and uh, have a good time doing t- doing something I love, talking about video games. So uh, why don't you say we get into it, Gables? Okay. All right. Well, before we actually do that, um, thank you so much for watching this or listening to us. Uh, please look down in the show notes. You'll see links to all of our socials, our place, like places the podcast is located, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, um, all those places. We're on them. Please go like, follow, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, tell your friends, share, please. Those are the big things that really help us out. Um, I do appreciate um, – I posted my uh, Victory, Roy- Victory Royale I got in Fortnite on, on our channel the other day, and it's got like 600-plus views, which is great for us. So uh, – I think this, I want to try to do that a little more often, Gables. You know, if you got any, you got any, you clip any fun things out um, while you're playing games, you know, send them my way, and I'll, I'll post them on the channel. Okay. Um, and you have access to the channel as well, so if yeah. you want to post them, you can. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got a few clipped out, like uh, maybe every couple, every week or two, we can throw those out because those seem to kind of uh, nice way to get some views for us. So throw some content in the middle of the week too to kind of keep us a little more uh, going, kind of play the the content game as they say. Um, but anyways, Gables, like I said, this is a video game podcast. So let's, uh, let's talk about some video games here. Um, Embracer Group, um, has embraced everybody. Uh, I'm not going to make the joke about how, uh, Embracer Group can embrace us because everybody else has made it already. Um, it was, I mean, it was a very funny joke the first time I read it, but, uh, and I, I would have said the same thing. I can't, I'm not talking shit, uh, but then everybody else said it. So it's like, well, okay, that joke's played out. Um, uh, but, um, anyways, whenever I think of Embracer Group, I think of the, the, the villains from Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game. Oh, yeah. The shiny gold people. For some reason, I just think of them when I think of Embracer Group, uh, embracing everybody. Um, but anyways, uh, they've been buying up everybody. Like, they're like, I think they like, they like, they don't like, uh, Koch Media, Coke Media, Koch yeah, Koch Media, Media. Koch Media, and then they changed their name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the headline, Gables. They changed their name because people were like, and they said because people had issues pronouncing it um, outside of because they're a big company in like Europe. I think they're Swedish. Yeah. Um, I know Embracer Group is Swedish, but um, they changed their name to uh, spelled P L A I O N. And he said it's it's it sounds just as it's spelled, so then everybody's like, "Was well, it play on or play on or play on play on?" So uh, it, it's actually called play on, but okay. yeah, but <clears throat> why would you make it? I, I feel like they're fucking with us. It's <laughs> like, wait, you guys had a really like, okay, because your word spelled K O C H, yeah, so it's Koch Media. 
because that's how it was pronounced. I think maybe they're German. I can't remember where they're from, but from from their country in Europe somewhere. Yeah, that it actually makes sense. But everywhere else, it's like, well, is that Coke? Is that cock? Is it Koch? Um, <laughs> but then they change their names, and it's still confusing. Uh, confusing. Anyways, Embrace Group is buying everybody. Like they bought like Crystal Dynamics and Square. Or, uh, yeah, Square Enix Montreal and. There was another group they bought. I can't think of the name. Um. Oh, anyways, yeah. but uh, they they bought those three studios from uh, Square Enix earlier this year. Well, and they bought in like they're buying all the IPs. Like they they bought like um, Borderlands. They bought the 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 people that make Borderlands. What is it? what's the name of them? Oh my god, um, Gearbox. Gearbox. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like but I mean they they they're literally just buying up everything. They're embracing everybody. Um. So anyways. Uh, British Group acquired the uh, Middle Earth Enterprises Limited Run and St- Sting Tricks, um, also Tripwire Interactive and Tuxedo Labs. Um, they also um, okay, not it. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of going with my bullet points here. Um, Embracer has done an additional acquisition that remains unannounced. Uh, aggregated upfront purchase prices reaches. Five hundred seventy-six million dollars. So okay. I don't know if that's a price for just that one studio or if that's a price for everything. Um, but they bought all these studios, and there's one that they're not announcing for commercial reasons. They said, mm. uh, but it's not like they said it's like the third or fourth biggest, one of their bigger ones. So it's nothing huge. It's probably it's not going to be like some people were like, oh, maybe it's Ubisoft. Well, it's like no, like we're talking probably um, you know a hundred, two hundred million dollar kind of buy like most of the studios they buy are like small studios anywhere from a couple dozen people to i think their biggest studio has like 100 people um mm-hmm. well because they officially don't own like crystal dynamics and stuff yet uh but that's kind of the idea like i mean because this is like the originally like the, the thq nordic people which are still they still own thq nordic but they're the people above them right and they're just they're buying up all these like small uh, mid-tier studios stuff like that but uh anyways so some stuff here. I, I took a lot of stuff from um, GameIndustry.biz here. They did a really good write-up. Uh, among the purchases, Embracer entered into an agreement to acquire Middle Earth Enterprises, a division of the Saul Zantes company, which has owned the IP rights to Lord the Rings and The Hobbit for over 50 years. Embracer said that the acquisition may also include matching rights and other Middle Earth-related literary works authorized by the Tolkien Estate um, and HarperCollins, which have yet uh, which have yet to be explored. Um, Embracer said the acquisition was in line with the IP-driven transmedia strategy and expressed interest in exploring additional movies based on iconic characters such as Gandalf, uh, Aragorn, Gollum, uh, Galadriel. Gal- 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 I'm, I'm fucking that up. Um, e- e- oh, gee, what are these, Pokemon? Uh, and other characters from literary works of J.R.R. Tolkien and continue to provide new opportunities for fans to explore the fictive world through merchandising and other experiences. So, What's interesting, it's very confusing. So, like, Amazon literally has that new show coming out. I believe it comes out this month. Right. Um, I think it's, like, next week, maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, that takes place because the Tolkien estate, which they are very um, they're very hands-on with what they what happens to their IP and, like, right. what can and can't use the Lord of the Rings title. So, like, there's a Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor games that right. don't have Lord of the Rings in the title because they wouldn't give them the rights to it. And I think part of it too is also like if it's not based on the books itself, they won't allow you to use the Lord of the Rings mm. um, name. So like they're like, that's why part of that. 
and like the Amazon stuff uses. So there was a book. There's there's been he wrote J.R.R. Tolkien wrote a few a handful of other books that were like that were expanded universe stories. And one of the last ones he wrote, he actually died while still writing it. It's called like I can always figure out what it's called. It's like Somalieri or something like that. It starts with it's like can't remember what it's called. Anyways, I'm sure people are yelling at me right now. I'm sure listening to this later. Um, but it's a bunch of short stories that kind of explores the uh, is a book, but like I said, a bunch of short stories that explores like talks about like kind of fills up the universe like stuff before Lord of the Rings, before the Hobbit, afterwards, stuff like that. And this new Amazon show is going to be taking place uh, hundreds of years um, and it's supposed to take a lot of stuff from that book. Um, it's supposed to take hundreds of years before The Hobbit and takes place, takes some of the elements from the stories for that show. Um, WB still owns the rights to the movies, like The right. Hobbit and The Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings trilogies. Yeah. Um, but there's some confusion. Like That's part that like, people are like kind of confused by because like, WB might try to argue with them because like, I guess they're like an argument with Tolkien and with WB because um, it's kind of like, so like Sony had this issue with, with Spider-Man a while back. Okay. They kept rebooting Spider-Man after the Tobey Maguire stuff fell apart. They quickly rebooted the, the Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield because they had a deal with, I believe Marvel when they bought, when they bought it was they had to keep basically keep pumping out Spider-Man movies. Otherwise the IP would revert back to them. Right. Uh, And now we're seeing that with with Sony and uh, Disney where they every three years they have to put out a new Spider-Man movie, otherwise, um, like the deal is like voided out and they can't make Spider-Man movies anymore with the MCU. Right. Um, so it sounds like because WB went so long without uh, any like Lord of the Ring projects, they the the movie stuff reverted back to the Tolkien estate, and that's their argument. But WB is still kind of like arguing it. I don't know what's going on with that. It's all very confusing. So like the Tolkien aspect, they still own all the books. Um, and all like, they don't own like the printing side of things. I don't know if they can like, I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't really know what the hell they got here. Like, okay. They have the rights to the movies, stuff like that. But like, I don't know, like, can they still think call things Lord of the Rings? Like, like I said, the, the Tolkien family is very, um, restrictive on what happens with their, with their franchise. But I don't know. I, I don't know before. I, I don't know. It's just very confusing. Like the more I try to read into it, the more confused I get. Cause I think I got it. And then I'll read another story. And like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. do you have anything on the the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff? Well, in regards to the, like the whole buying of like this initial like Lord of the Rings stuff, you know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for a bracer group to go forth and try to secure because of how like uh, well how like not just luxurious but like how recognizable like Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. as a franchise, the specific characters and this and that. Because having ownership of that, you know, they can always suppose they can always go forth and have like a specific studio go forth and create specific types of games instead of using that IP if they choose to. But uh, yeah, yeah, even like with the examples you were giving and stuff, especially the ones with Amazon, to where it does say it does it initially it says it's Lord of the Rings, but I think it's like somewhat kind of not Lord of the Rings in itself. Yeah, it's called like Ring of Power. I can't remember what it's called, but like Lord of the Rings is not in the title. Yeah, that's partially the, probably the reason why that uh, they didn't allow him to use the title Lord of the Rings. It's probably because that it's it's not readily like uh, referencing the books or any type of novels that J.R.R. Tolkien did initially. So it's like kind of like an an offshoot thing or whatever the hell type of thing of its own, you know. And it's like, yeah, in that regards, you know, I can understand why they would initially want to go through if it's like deviating past what say J.R.R. Tolkien may have wanted in regards to this stuff. 
But as far as the Embracer group grows, I think that was a smart pickup by them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially because, like, when they're, like, the Tolkien State, they basically put it up for sale a couple, mm-hmm. like, a year ago. Oh. And um, they were wanting, like, $2 billion for it. Shit. Which doesn't seem crazy expensive with what stuff's going for right now, especially everybody buying stuff. And then it sounds like they got them for, we don't know the, the full price, but probably four or $500 million, which they're planning on putting a bunch of movies out. Like, they could probably put out one movie and make all that money back. So, um, yeah, that's pretty stunning that, like, that, that happened. I think, and I think, like, Amazon paid, like, um, like $100 million just to have the rights to make the, the TV show. Right. So they could have just bought the whole IP and just made it without paying that additional fee. I don't know. It's wild. That's um, hilarious that Amazon initially possibly could have bought that whole IP if the the people that still owned it, like the group that owned the J.R.R. Tolkien's like Lord of the Rings stuff wanted to sell to Amazon. But I think it's kind of hilarious that it didn't sell to Amazon as opposed to just go ahead, just give all that stuff to Embracer group. It's not like they're just going to like the highest bidder. Yeah. Which sounds about uh, right. I don't think they cared who got it. It's probably just like, you know, like, but like the fact they were wanting 2 billion and they probably got four or 500 million for it. That probably tells you that there wasn't a lot of people bidding on it, but maybe it was just, they wanted like, Maybe like Amazon and uh, Disney and all these other places they wanted like we want everything, not just we want to, we want the book rights, we want everything, and maybe they're like no, like you can get this. So maybe maybe that I don't know maybe that was the holdup. But uh, the other things they acquired like we talked about here they required uh, limited runs, which they do like collector editions for um, a lot of smaller games. Like um, that's why I bought like the Hyperlight Drifter. I own the PS4 and the right. Switch versions. Um, a lot of like like indie games that don't. That only come out digitally. They'll make a a small batch of physical versions. Um, and they, like, I bought a, like I said, I bought a handful from them. They do some really cool collector editions, like that's some really cool Celeste ones back in the day. And like I always see some cool shit on there that I always want to buy. But these are really really cool shit sells out really fast. So they bought them. Um, they bought Sing Tri- Sing Tricks, which I've never heard of. But apparently, they are a vocal processing effort effects technology. Uh, company for karaoke gaming and entertainment um and then um the group also announced the acquisition of killing floor and manier developer tripwire interactive mm. and its publishing arm tripwire presents um as well as tear, uh, tear down at developer tuxedos so um kind of more along the line what we're used to like they they bought like dark horse comics um they bought i can't think of the name of the company but about the company i believe that makes like the really cool exp- expensive like uh statues for like video games and anime and stuff like oh, that yeah yeah i think i've heard of those too I, I i can't think of the name of that company but uh yeah this is kind of like uh, among the lines what they buy like we were pre- all pretty shocked to think by the like the lord of the rings things is pretty big i think and then like the crystal dynamics stuff is big because that's usually that's like like they this is like tiers above like what they do like crystal dynamics and uh like lord of the rings is like that's a top tier franchise uh, Crystal Dynamics and uh, Square Enix Montreal and stuff like that. Like they put out, you know, pretty big games. Um, that's like way above like where they're mostly putting out like a lot of remasters. Like they just had that THQ Nordic, which is a part of them. Like they're like remastering a bunch of old games and then like putting out sequels. So like we talked about last week with that THQ Nordic thing, where it's like they go like, hey, remember this game? It's like no, that was a PC game from like '95 <laughs> or like yeah, the obscure ones. Yeah, or like they're bringing back, like they're they're bringing back, uh, Alone in the Dark, or they're 
Um, like, I mean, like, yeah, they bought Gearbox and stuff, but they don't right. own the rights to, to Borderlands. Like, right, 2K right. still, Take Two or 2K, whatever. One of those two still owns the same company, uh, still uh, owns the rights to Borderlands. So it's like, cool, you bought this company that's known for one game and you don't own the rights to the game. So um, I don't know. What, any thoughts on this one, Gables? Well, to be perfectly honest with you and stuff, I really don't have too much left to actually contribute to this topic in and of itself, only because it's like, we know Embracer Group has been heavily investing upon different studios, different types of like, uh, different types of fields, it seems like. Not just video games, but movies and like all those yeah. other stuff. They kind of feel they bought... like they are slowly becoming, yeah, they're just like slowly becoming like a, uh, a big entity inside of the gaming space to where it's like they are starting to become as big, if not trying to be as big as like a Sony or a Microsoft right at this moment mm-hmm. with their acquisitions because they're quickly expanding in such a short amount of time, at least over the past three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like I think they own over a hundred studios at this point, which yeah. is pretty big where I think like Xbox, like is considered huge when they own like just over 30. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, like a lot of these studios, a lot of these teams are like, <clears throat> they're pretty small, you know, a couple dozen, some, some as small as a dozen up to like a, like a hundred so they're not huge, but like I just don't, I just don't know what the end game is, is because like they're spending all this money on these tiny, these smaller, not tiny, but like smaller studios that maybe have a hit or two on their hand, or like they made like a really good game a long time ago, hmm. uh, or they made like not even a really good game, like uh, the Dark Sider games, like they bought the team that made those and they they remastered those and then they put out the third one. Um, it's like they, I just don't really know what like. Is it working? Like all we ever hear about them, I feel like all we ever talk about is how they buy studios. We don't. We never talk about the games they put out. Well, their like, income they did the has re- to be, Yeah, exactly. The point, you know, it's like the income has to be coming to, from somewhere, and plus the initial well, goal of this damn group in general, there has to be something that's along the lines that they're aiming for, or else why would they be accumulating accumulating so many different studios? I mean, it's a big. They're a big company that has billions of dollars, and they got. Uh, big investments from uh, Tencent and Saudi Arabia, so they have that mm. on their on their. Okay. So um, yeah, uh, they got I think they got a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. So um, and then. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what Tencent gave them. But it was it was I mean I'm sure it was a decent chunk they give you know they they put a lot of money into things but uh, yeah I don't know I just don't I don't know where they're going with this. Is is all? It's like, what are we? And it, it just keeps happening. Like, this happens. It seems like every few months, and they always announce it at like one in the morning, my time. It's like I wake up, and I'm like, oh, they just like one in the morning. They announced about Crystal Dynamics. Like what? Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know. I just I want like like it just has been going on for several years now. It's like cool. Like when like I know they they probably put out a bunch of games we don't know about, but it's like you go to these places like do something with it i don't know it's really weird um let's move on though uh okay. one second here sorry type uh, type this in for i forget um sorry there's someone else on my door again uh anyways um dead island 2 it leaked um on amazon of all places uh <laughs> so what's interesting about this game is it was announced at e3 2014 at PlayStation, um, at PlayStation's E3 event, um, and then they were now then they were shown off again at Gamescom in 2014. So in August, so two months after they announced it, they were they showed it again. 
Mm-hmm. Like they're CGI each other. They have that one where like the guys running down the 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 beach. Yeah. And then like he's like then the zombies are chasing him and then Goat Simulator made the joke and fucked her treat uh at Summer Games Fest and tricked everybody into thinking, Oh my god, Dead Island too and it's like, Oh no, it's Goat Simulator which is a great joke. <laughs> um and then all of a sudden the box art and the the listing goes up um for Dead Island two. Uh it's coming to everything. Uh, the, as far on as far as like a, the date, obviously it could be a placeholder, but it's February third. Usually, when it's a placeholder, it's like December thirty first or September thirtieth. Like it's the last day of a quarter. Um, this is a very specific uh, day. Um, I believe February third is also a Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Um, but also, here's they they even had like they they had some screenshots and everything. Um, so the, they actually have synopsis here. Dead Island 2 takes players across the most iconic locations in the city of angels. That's uh, Los Angeles. People don't know. Uh, now staying with horror in an exciting pulp journey in verdant suburb, suburbia of Beverly Hills on their minds, Beverly Hills, um, too quick to, to the quirky pro pro promed. Pro, oh, Jesus Christ. Pro Oh, I'm really P R O M E N A D E. Promenade, whatever. A Venice Beach. Wow. I don't Providence. know what's going on with me. What? <laughs> I'm just, what? just pulling your leg at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, there are six characters to choose from, each with their own unique personality and dialogues. You can fully customize the abilities of each Slayer with their brand new skill system, allowing you to respect instantly and try out the craziest builds. Um, some other, so I noticed this has like a a troubling uh, development. So the publisher originally, originally was deep silver, um, which dropped uh, originally had a uh, Jaeger development working on it. Uh, and then they dropped them from the project in July, 2014. So in between them announcing it and then re-showing it two months later at Gamescom, they already dropped Jaeger development with a new developer, not signing on until March, 2016. So nearly two years later, they, they had sumo digital, uh, take it over. Um, then they were bought by Koch Media, uh, bringing them up again. Yeah. Um, uh, well, their parent company is Koch Media, now Play On. Um, so they were acquired by THQ Nordic in 2018. Uh, following the, the acquisition, THQ Nordic announced on August tw- uh, 2019 that the Homefront Revolution developer, I forgot I forgot they bought them too, Dan Buster Studios has taken over the game. Oh, and somewhere during the same year, THQ Nordic became Embracer Group. Uh, so yeah uh God dang. so i i'm guessing uh so they took over in august 2019 uh damn buster studios did so i'm guessing that they're the ones still working on it um but i don't know i mean gable did you ever play dead island back in the day i'll be perfectly honest with you dude i i never played dead island when it first came out, I remember seeing reviews of it, and the only thing I remember about that game is one of the dudes that just says, who do you voodoo, bitch? And that's it. <laughs> you remember the the awesome reveal trailer they had where it was like the music and it played backwards? Yeah. The, 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 that was like, that that I think that trailer is the only thing that's ever been cool about this, this franchise. Um, they did like that Riptide, like, island game that was like a oh yeah uh, xbox live arcade game that was gar- i think it was one of the worst reviewed games the year it came out um but like i, I remember buying dead island because the hype 
was so I mean it was really hype. People were like talking about it was a four play, you know, it was a four player game. It was just basically like a open world game where you go fuck around with your buddies. You know, it was like yeah, I think it was it like, was it was a game during that time and stuff to where it's like it was hyped up and uh, it was like a four player type of co op type of experience and stuff. It was supposed to be sort of that type of uh, survival type of game that people yeah. have been wanting at that time and stuff. Like, you had the original, then you had Riptide. Not a lot of people did like Riptide, like you had Nobody mentioned and stuff. But uh, in between that and where we are right now, you know, it's like Dead Island 2 getting announced in 2014, and then all of a sudden all that shit happens and stuff, and like eight years later, quintessentially, almost nine years later, we're getting the sequel. <laughs> yeah. So Gamescom is next week. We're going to talk about that a little later, so I'm guessing that was supposed to be a part of this that's why yeah um just went up early uh but um yeah i don't know i'm just kind of curious like what I'm, I'm more interested now like what is this game at this point like i said like, like i mentioned there's what one jaeger to sumo to there's one of the companies so four different studios who worked on this game um and yeah. four other four other companies that bought the studio that owns the rights of the game so <laughs> that time frame so um i don't know um it's very interesting. So I'm, I'm just want to know what this game is at this point. Like if this game comes out and it's any good, that's I, I think if this game comes out and it's like a seven, like call uh, this a W. Yeah, uh, that would be a W instead of this yeah. game's tumultuous freaking development cycle. Like yeah, because like yeah, that first game was it was fine. It was like clunky and kind of I mean it was like it was like fun and it was kind of like adorable and like a, oh you're kind of fucked up but you're kind of cute kind of way. Uh-huh. Um. But um, yeah, like I like I remember like buying it. Like I said, I got into the hype and like I had it was like it was fine by itself. But it was like it was really cool because like those games weren't like yeah those games were getting bigger. But like back then, like those games weren't as prominent as they are now. Where like no. every game nowadays is a four player co op game. Uh, like back then you only had like a handful of like noticeable ones come out a year. So uh, I don't know. Like I'm glad hey, it's cool. It's still happening, but it's just crazy. Like that. You know that uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just shocked that uh, it's even happening in the first place. And then like the the team that originally made the Dead Island actually made the Dying Light games. So like uh, they've gone on to much bigger and better things. Because uh, oh, yeah. Dying Light one, I remember it came out. A lot of people were really uh, excited about. I remember Jake had in his top ten list that year it came out, and it came out. Dying Light two finally came out this year, and people have been pretty positive about it. Like not like game of the year but well yeah it's a very solid like eight out of ten exactly it's like dying light 2 has been quintessentially the game that came out people thought it was good and stuff like that but it wasn't like say readily as a disappointment or something but yeah it basically got like sixes sevens and stuff like that across the board and stuff um gables are you gonna i I believe it's on my fans correctly i'm gonna look it up right now don't disparage giving sixes Sixes Gables, six. It's got a seventy-six on Open Critic. Okay, so the culmination of everything else got some of the seventy-six. You're goddamn right. Don't disparage my goddamn game. <laughs> got me six points. I need every point I can get right now. Uh, but Gables, let's move on here. Okay. Let's talk about some MPDs. My favorite thing All of right. the month. Um, so pretty interesting month. So um, overall, uh, video game sales is down nine percent year over year. Um, which last month it was down 11% year over year. And I've seen a lot of people like kind of like freaking out about that. But, uh, like this is something we talked about. We literally talked, been talking about this for two years that this time was coming. Yes. Video games blew the fuck up 
in spring 2020. Yep. And they just kind of kept, and then we had, because of COVID, and COVID's still happening, new consoles came out. That kind of kept going, Animal Crossing, all that shit. Like, video games blew up um, during COVID. Like, I think, like, bicycle sales and video game sales were, like, the two highest peaking things during COVID. Uh, because people, you know, need something to do. Uh, so, um, and then kids, children, I think, spiked too at that time. Because, um, like, those are, like, the only three things you could do, I think, is um, play video games, um, ride bicycles, and fuck. So, um <laughs> I gotta sneeze. Whoo! Give me a second. It's coming. It's coming. It's gone. It's gone. It's gonna, what's gonna happen is in like like two minutes from now, it's gonna fucking just explode out of nowhere out of me. Um, but Gables, uh, yeah, like I said. Anyways, down nine percent. Uh, I think this is gonna happen. We're at that time now. Is um, it's going down. Uh, sounds like unit sales of like actual consoles is is going up. So it sounds like we are slowly, um getting better at putting out the new consoles like the Xbox right. and then the PlayStation. So um, I've been seeing a lot more PlayStations pop up for sale lately, uh, following like Wario uh, 64 and cheap ass gamer on Twitter. They're like constantly posting PlayStations going up on sale. Uh, and even like Xbox series S right now, there's a deal going on this week. Uh, if you buy an Xbox series S, you get a, you get a free game with it. And oh. it's not just like a cheap game. It's like a brand new game. Like you get like Madden or, Pretty much any game um, out right now, you can just get for free with it. So the fact that we're getting like bundles with a free game is pretty crazy. So yeah. um, we're we're getting back to normal on that that state. So not we've got still got a long ways to go, but we're getting better. Uh, but let's get into this top twenty. A very interesting month. We're gonna see a lot of um, old stuff, but I think there's some interesting things in here. So number twenty, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, so that that's because that DLC that came out June thirtieth. Yes. Um, like I said, this is the July MPDs here. Um, oddly, here number nineteen, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Okay. Okay, that's really weird. I don't know why. That's from like twenty seventeen or eight? No, twenty eighteen. Yeah, like around twenty eighteen. Yeah, and that was. That wait no. That one's not that... even supposed to be one of the better Call of Duties either. I mean, that's kind wait of weird. no, no. This is older than that game. Black Ops Four was twenty eighteen, I believe. This was like twenty sixteen. Why? My guess is either one of a couple different things. Maybe at retailers they had a lot of deals and that thing was getting clearanced. I mean, but I don't. Or it, it doesn't even be... have. I, I don't understand why exactly. Maybe there was some form of like, uh, not even like just the clarity stuff. Are there, are there new copies out there? Like there this has to be to like, be. I mean, there has to be new copies of this game. Well, this could be out. like Steam or this could be digital, but I don't, I'm, I just don't, I got Ryan knows here. Um, I just don't know what the fuck we're, what? I know, right? It's so weird seeing a Call of Duty game like, say, Black Ops 3 being inside the top 20 for the MPDs when that game has literally been out for years at this point and stuff. And yeah. it's not the focal call of duty that is out oh, seven call of duties ago. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, like we'll see games spike up here. every now and again, like we had like final Fantasy mm-hmm. remake spike last month. That's because it came to steam. And then our, um, or in June, I should say they had, they spiked in June. Uh, that's because it came to steam. And also they announced the sequel. So like I'm sure a lot of people want to buy it. Like Overwatch spike last uh, in June because 
uh, Overwatch 2 being announced. They had like a big sale going on with that, like a final push before they, they end the game. Um, but moving on here, I'm, I don't understand that one at all. Uh, number 18, Far Cry 6. Number 17, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's not super crazy. That's from 2020, so uh, and people don't really care for the Vanguard one, even though it's selling pretty well. Um, it's still a major disappointment for them. Number 16, kind of taking a big drop here. Nintendo Switch Sports dropped from 7 to 16th, but it's been out for... Yeah. Was it April? Yeah, it's, it's been out for a few months now in regards to that, so seeing it drift down is not a surprise. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't include uh, digital sales. I think like... Uh, I think it was $10 cheaper digitally, so... Something like that. Yeah, because you don't get the leg strap. Yeah, the leg strap is why. It's like $10 more. Yeah. Uh, number 15, we get Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, 14, speaking of, Overwatch. Still in the top. It's still on that top 20 list. Oh, yeah. Uh, 13, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Still holding in there. Uh, 12, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 11, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. 10, F1 2022. Number 9, Minecraft. I, who, who doesn't own Minecraft? I, like, I think outside of you and me, I don't know anybody who doesn't own Minecraft. Um, number eight, a big surprise here for me, Gables. Digimon Survive. Digimon Survive, the new Digimon game. I heard that game is awful. <laughs> I've actually heard a lot of mixed things in regards to it, to where it's basically sort of like a graphic novel with like Digimon like battles and stuff, like a turn-based RPG type of stuff, which awful. I've seen some bits of footage of it. I'm still trying to piece together a lot of what exactly it is, but yet it sold quite a few copies. Yeah. I, I good for them, I guess. I just uh okay. I mean to be fair, yeah, like um in July there wasn't anything big coming out. Uh so. I guess so, if like people were more excited to get the new Digimon game yeah. during So I feel like yeah, you just put a game out in July, you probably got a top ten or top twenty. Except for Live Alive. Um, but Nintendo doesn't give out digital sales, so maybe that's why. Um, number seven, Mario Kart 8. Number six, it'll be the show 2022. And number five, Call of Duty Vanguard, of course. Even though it's a okay. disappointment and no one likes it, it's still one of the best-selling games of the year. Yeah, go uh, number four, Gables. This is a big one. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The January MPDs, it basically was on there for like, what, two days? The weekend, that first weekend? That first weekend. Yeah. And it literally sold as well as, like, freaking fourth place. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and um, this, I think they said it was the biggest, the best-selling Xenoblade game yet. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, it seems like that franchise is... If, if anything is done outside of, like, maybe Animal Crossing, I don't know what IP has probably gained the most than Xenoblade. As far as, like, going from here to, like, steps up. Like, obviously, like, Zelda was huge before. Mario was huge before. Those games were big before. But, like, I feel like, yeah, like, we, we definitely have, like, put Xenoblade and Animal Crossing. It seems like, like, Xenoblade, not to, like, the mainstream, but it's, de- like, they're definitely, they've gone up a couple tiers, well, this I is think, in the eyes. This is definitely, like, a major victory for not only that franchise, but, like, major fans for the Xenoblade Chronicles series. Because this thing came from humble beginnings when people were clamoring to try to get that game on the... That franchise released on the Wii, and then when eventually that happened, and then, like, all of a sudden, the implementation of 
Shulk and other like Xenoblade Chronicles stuff inside of Smash, and then Smash is what propelled eventually into getting a sequel and stuff in the 2017, and even like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U and all this other shit, you know? There's been a ton of positive stuff that's been going on with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and not only in terms of uh, the direct stuff, but also in terms of advertising for the game and like a lot of positive word of mouth. And then, yeah, even some of the impressions for some YouTubers from them playing it, you know, they liked how simplistic a lot of the stylings and everything else was for that game. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively happy that it's probably going to be the best selling game in the series. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And it got me uh, 19 points on our finance critic league. So, yeah, I like it even more. Um, and number th- number three here, Gables, only drop in one spot. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, no. of course. Um, it's been in the uh, top two every month since it launched in April. First time it's dropped down to top. It's dropped all the way down to three. So, um, and then another game that's been one or two every month since it's, uh, since it's launched. And uh, this is actually the first time since uh, since April that. This game and Skyward Saga weren't one and two. Like they've been like Christ. taking through, they've been flipping, they've been flip flopping around a little bit. But um, it's first time since February actually that Elden Ring wasn't number one. Um, wow. Well, other like I said, there was a one month where Skyward Saga took over. So Elden Ring number two dropped all the way down from one, big drop. I think people are finally figuring out the game's not good. Um, <laughs> and number one, Gables, the brand new game came out. In the month of July. Mm. What do you think it is? It's a big game. Game everybody's talking about. All right. In July, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't th- you'll never get it. I can give you 100 guesses. I don't think you'd ever get it. <laughs> I don't even think there was 100 games that came out in July. Is it Live Alive? You've played it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I have played this thing. Too. It's not Live Alive, though. It's a game that came out in July that you played it. You played it on your PlayStation. Mm, 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 okay, okay. But I have played it on the PlayStation. <laughs> you played it like a couple weeks ago. Oh, God, yeah, of course, a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm going to remember that shit. Um, God damn it. It's like the only thing you played on your PlayStation in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Destiny? It's not Destiny 2. Nah, no, it's a brand new game. It came out in July. <laughs> it's, God it, damn it, dude. <laughs> you downloaded it. I know I've downloaded. It's free to download. Oh my god, a free to download and play. Oh, Jesus Christ, was it? No, no. God damn it! Why can't I? Re- it's bad where I can't even remember what the fuck I played a few weeks ago. Gables, Scooby Doo's in it. Multiverse. God Multiverse is, is is it? Yes. Uh, I'm glad you just you were able to pull that one up. Like as soon as I said it, two seconds later you had it. You knew it. Um, yeah. So. Multiverses, a free-to-play game, is the number one best-selling game of the month of July, and that is solely because wow. of the founder, the founder pack. Uh, so the founder pack counts as like sales of a game. So they, for like people don't know, like for a couple weeks before the game officially came out free to play, they're putting out like founder founder pack. I think it was like forty or fifty bucks, maybe. There was um, different. I think there was different tiers actually. I think there was like a hundred dollar tier, and like the hundred dollar tier like unlocked all the characters. It basically unlocked everything. Um, so that was coming out. You could play it for a couple weeks beforehand. Um, so yeah, that uh, <laughs> brought it up to number one. I think this is the most fascinating number one we've ever seen. This is hilarious, though. 
because it's like we've known for a long while that this game was going to be like uh, coming out and stuff, and there would probably be some interest going into it. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's number one in MPDs is hilarious to me because I never would have expected a free to play game that had a bunch of like WB licenses and stuff would be the absolute number one selling game for a month. I didn't know it was eligible. <laughs> no, I didn't know either. It's it's a downloadable only game. Yeah. Well, just even the fact that it's free to play, but like, I guess, you know, that that's just say something though. People were like so into wanting to play this game that they're willing to buy into it just play a couple weeks earlier when they could just wait it and got it for free. But yeah. I I, I played it for like I played like a handful of matches online. It's actually a pretty good game. Like it's I'll... not like it's not like a super great like this will never be like an esports game. No. I don't think, but I think it is a fun game to play. Like if I had friends like that want to play online, I would be, uh, I'd be more than okay with playing this game with friends. Dude, I played a couple of games of it online and stuff, but at the same point, you know, the online in and of itself, the connection stuff, I did not have a positive experience with. Oh it. really? Even okay. though, even though I had it connected to the uh, my router and stuff, my PS5 and everything else like that, it's like there are specific types of lag that are present inside of when I was playing it. Plus. You know, you're just trying to get like things, get used to the whole mess of the combat and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, I, I just could not really jive with it from last time I did play it. But uh, yeah, yeah, the connection stuff, the online matchmaking and stuff, kind of threw me off a little bit. Because uh. especially when it comes to fighting games, you know, the most important thing when you're trying to play against somebody is you want to at least have as close to precision as possible when you're trying to play against other people because even like the slightest couple of frames of delay and stuff will impact an entire move thing you try to do and execute. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I only played a handful of games. I played on my Xbox though, but, uh, yeah. it worked for me. I didn't have any issues, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. And I'm trying to write home about, but yeah, I think that's, uh, like some, that's one of the more interesting, uh, number ones, I think on the NPD list, but Gables, let's move on. Yeah. Two. There's a Disney Marvel showcase happening on September 9th. Um, so, so far, all that we, all we got is, so the D23 Expo, which is like their big, like, Disney, like, kind of like mm-hmm. E3 type of thing, where, like, they announce a bunch of TV shows and movies and stuff like that. Um, they do at this event. They do it every, every two years. Um, so that that's happening. And then, so they're actually doing a video game part of that thing of it this time. It's own separate thing. Mm. Um, they had a Disney thing earlier in May and that's where they announced the Jedi survivor, the fallen order okay. sequel. Um, so that could be there as well. Uh, but this is a digital showcase. Um, it'll debut during the, the D23 expo on September 9th has already promised further updates on Marvel's Midnight Suns, which just got delayed to next February. Right. Uh, Amy Hennings, Marvel ensemble game from Skydance news, uh, new media, um, which that's, that's pretty interesting. Cause like that deal just got announced a few months ago. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. She's doing like that, like the yeah, ensemble game. So I'm curious what is that X-Men? Hmm. Maybe I'd be cool with that. Well, we could speculate. Uh, it could be like an X-Men yeah. sort of game or like, it could be like fantastic four. It could be anything. There's a lot of ensembles. Like, uh, that's um, true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just hope Amy Henning is finally able to put a game out cause she has had, terrible luck the last like decade well absolutely uh, ever since she left naughty dog and stuff it's been like tumultuous project after tumultuous project that she can never really get the game that she wanted to direct or whatever out yeah. 
Yeah, her her and Jade Raymond, who was like one of the main people behind uh, Assassin's Creed, like the two of them have had just like the worst luck and partnership deals for the last decade. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, and then uh, they said there's gonna be more details on the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and then an update on the Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is their like Star Star Starlight Valley. What's that Stardew Valley? Star Stardew Valley. Okay. That's like their Stardew Valley ripoff game. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm interested because like. You, when you hear Disney and Marvel, you think, okay, like, thinking like, okay, Walt Disney stuff, or like, maybe like Kingdom Hearts. Ugh. And then you think of like all the Marvel games they could announce. But yeah, remember, they bought Fox. So they own a lot of IPs and Gables. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's on September 10th? No, what? The the Ubisoft event. Oh, God, the UB Ford. <laughs> yes. And you want to know what Ubisoft is making? Other than Assassin's Creed? <laughs> An Avatar game. Oh my god. Yeah, here we go. And you want to know who owns the Avatar IP now? Fox. That would be Fox. And you don't want who you know who owns Fox? Disney. Disney, you're goddamn right, Gables. Gables is following <laughs> along. He's doing a good job. Are you following along, people? I feel like I'm, I'm doing like Blue's Clues right now. <laughs> He's like, what's that? Is that a clue over there? Gables, we're fucking killing it. I should I should be on Blue's Clues. Um <laughs> We just figured out Blue's Clues. We just figured out Blue's Clues. Now we just figured really out Blue's Clues. <laughs> oh, Gables. You just one up me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with Ray Lewis. He might kill me. Jesus uh, Christ, that was really good. I'm actually really impressed by that one. That was really good. But also, I'm not that drunk. I'm a little drunk, but I'm not that drunk. I've only had four beers. Asshole. Question me my goddamn drinking. It's Oktoberfest. Leave me alone. I'm going to be like this for the next three months. Until I run off Oktoberfest. Well, we got two left, so it might be soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm ex- I'm, I'm, I'm just interested because this is the first one ever. So it's kind of like we don't have a standard. Mm. You know, we don't have a bar. Right. Um, so I, I just don't know. Like, we don't have a, like, how long is this going to be? Like, we don't know what's not going to be there. Like, right. I don't know. Like, wh- I mean, like, what's your expectations coming into this? Okay, so going into this sort of like this Disney event, this D23 event, I don't really have a lot of expectations for that in and of itself. For the video game portion of it, you know, I think it's mostly going to be stuff that we have had already announced. So, like, say, Midnight Suns and stuff. More so of, like, that Star Wars, like, Fallen Order 2 and stuff of that sort. If, If we are fortunate, we may potentially see more footage and say of, like, the... Not just like the uh, sequel to Spider Man, maybe like a tease, maybe like another Ooh, trailer or something to that, you know? Yeah. Because like Spider Man Two, we haven't seen anything really concrete from that. Yeah, the Wolverine game, yeah, that's a potential thing that may happen as well because we've only seen a teaser trailer for Wolverine that potentially could be showed there as well. But uh, that's the thing; it's a lot of speculative things of what could be seen, but. At the same point, you know, it's very possible we may just see a handful of the select games that we initially have already have known. But as far as maybe like a new game that may be pronounced, that may be like shown off right there. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, I I'm really God, I really want to see if if like uh, if there's anything new in regards to say. God, any type of like Marvel 
sort of fucking superhero game. So it's like it's like a new X-Men or like it's like a new whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, that's what I personally would like to see. But like I was stating before, my expectations for this whole, like, say, the video game portions of this D23 and stuff, it's relatively low because I do not yeah. expect a lot of major surprises. I expect to see more of what we've already known. And plus the emphasis of why some of these games were pushed to next year, especially with the Midnight Suns thing being delayed and that and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I I feel like it's very easy to go on like the Nintendo Direct thing where like they announce it two days in advance. Yeah. And then everybody loses their fucking mind. Okay. Um so it, like I said, it's easy to do that because you don't have like we don't have this is the first one ever, so we don't have a bar. Um we don't know where to set expectations for this thing. Um but I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic about it because they like to they own a lot of IPs that I like. I'm a big MCU fan, so right, right. Uh, I am uh excited for if we get like I'm I'm all in for like good solid Marvel games coming out. Uh, maybe we hear about that Black Panther game that is apparently EA is making. That's uh, possible too. I I think if they mean anything there, I, I at, the, at the least I would, I would expect maybe not like gameplay or anything, but at least confirmation on what she's working on. Um, like maybe she tells us maybe it is the X Men game, maybe it's a Fantastic Four game, something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could just be like more like. You know, Lego Skywork Saga, here's more DLC or something like that. But uh, I don't know, the fact they're doing this and they're breaking it off into its own thing. And maybe that Jedi Fallen Order, or Fallen Survivor, what the fuck it's called now. Um, maybe uh, we finally get some gameplay for that because well, the rumors are saying that's coming in March. So, uh, well, let's think of it this finally... way. Dude, let's think of it this way. Because they had to break it off into its own portion and stuff, maybe that's... Maybe that's more clear evidence and stuff that we may potentially see more stuff announced than we initially are thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're, um, yeah, I, I think like yeah, I think that hopefully they do because when you break this off into your own thing, you are creating expectations. Right. Before, where I think D twenty three is like, like they had like the like I said they had the Disney thing, the Star Wars thing back in mm-hmm. May. Like, if it wasn't for Jeff Grubb telling us that the Star, the Fallen Order thing was going to be there. Like I don't think ninety percent of gamers would even pay attention if they're not interested. No, absolutely uh, not. If, yeah, if they're only interested in that, they wouldn't. If they're only interested in the Fallen Order thing. They would probably wouldn't pay attention to everything else. So, uh, true. No, it's definitely. I mean, you have my attention. Kind of what I was going to was like we see like with the Ubisoft thing the next day is what the, what they make an Avatar game is. We see that a lot during E three where like a game like someone has their event on like EA would have their what did remember like one year they had. Uh, their event on Saturday, and they showed Anthem, and oh, then God, like, yeah, hey, we're gonna right. show more tomorrow at Xbox's event. Uh, we're gonna see, we're gonna show you gameplay at, on Sunday at the Xbox event. So maybe there's like some like synergy there. We're like, hey, we're gonna do, we're gonna show you this, and then usually we have a PlayStation event during that week of uh, September. Uh, it's usually the Thursday, so that would be the eighth. Um, if I have my days correct, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the correct days. Um, Maybe that doesn't happen, or maybe Spider-Man's at the PlayStation event. It's like, hey, check out the Disney thing tomorrow, and it's there. So I, I, I can see I wouldn't be shocked with some synergy. Or maybe it's like they push it to the week after. It's like, hey, and like PlayStation's already announced, hey, next week there's going to be this thing. Disney has a, has an event. Boom. Announce. Do something with Spider-Man 2. Hey, check back at the PlayStation event next week for more detail. Boom. Synergy. You know, Here we go. You know, Tyler... I, I thought it just occurred to me right now. It's like it's September in and of itself is 
awfully feeling like the month of June in the years past because there's like lots of conferences that are going on and now there's like lots of like supposed things coming out as well. Like yeah. hearing about the rumor potential like Sony thing that's supposed to be having a September 2 and like all that other shit that Nintendo to... normally does as a direct in September. Yeah, normally they have in the past done like a September direct and like Nintendo fashion they like <laughs> reveal like a couple days before initially happens and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that always leads a lot of the most hardcore fans to speculate and try to guess and do this all the random shit, but September is feeling like what June was supposed to feel like. Yeah, I just didn't even put them all on a weekend so I can take that week off of work. Oh my so god, that'd be great! Like, tell me like a month in advance too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, like, uh, I think it's just down. Gaming's all year round. Gables, gaming's, True. gaming's for everybody. Um, but before we get to all those big events, September. Well, we have a big event on Tuesday. Um, yeah. It's happening at 11 o'clock Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast. Um, Jeff Keeley is doing an event. Um, the hell was that? Sorry, there's someone. Door just banged. Um, but yeah, Jeff Keeley's doing an event on Tuesday. Uh, he's saying it's supposed to be about two hours long, um, according to a tweet from him. Uh, yeah, next Tuesday, new brand. Okay, sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Um, but, um, like I said, showing off of the event is a new trailer for the Outlast Trials, which is the, uh, the sequel or it's a new Outlast game. People don't remember, uh, the, the horror games. This kind of leaked a couple years ago and they revealed it. I believe, was it, I believe the game awards, they finally revealed it, but it's like their multiplayer game. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's like a, Dead by Daylight style game. That's my guess, but no idea there. We're going to see more gameplay from Gotham Knights. Um, what do you fucking do? We've seen that game like a... They literally have had like 10 different things going on for this. And I don't think anybody cares. Um, also, High on Life is going to have a new gameplay there. That's that uh, game that was shown up at the Xbox E3 event. That uh, um, the Rick and Morty guys are making that one. Uh, that game actually just got delayed from October, uh, I think 18th or the 20th. It got delayed from October to December. I got it written down here somewhere. December 13th. So it's got a six week delay. Um, and also we have a Honkei Star Rail. I don't know what the fuck that is. Kills by now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, have you heard of Honkei Star Rail? No, absolutely not. That's not the first I've actually heard of it. Okay, me too. Uh, they're also going to do some more. They're going to have a trailer for Hogwarts Legacy, which also has got delayed to next year. Uh, there's going to be another uh, gameplay trailer for Callisto Protocol. Okay. I don't really need to see anything from that. I just want I just want it in my veins at this point. Um, the Expanse, a Telltale series, is going to be shown off. They're um, the people that... Oh God, who is it? It's the people that made Life is Strange. Okay. And uh, Telltale are working on this together. Uh, it's just too bad they're working with a shitty IP like The Expanse. Right. Um, I, I'm kidding. I know people love The Expanse. I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> uh, Mike Sutton, or, or that we know, uh, all a douche, as the kids call him, uh, won't shit about that show. And uh, I don't have the heart to tell him I don't like that show. <laughs> um, but moving on. Um, I made like, he kept telling me, man, you just got to get to like season two. And I watched season one like three times. It's, season one's okay. 
Um, and then I watched like three episodes of season two. I was like, this isn't really that good. And then people were like, well, you got to wait till it got sci-fi canceled it. And then Amazon bought it and they gave it a budget and it got really good. I'm like, okay, cool. And what season's that? Like season four. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, I hate that, I dude. The show is actually like the characters. I love the world building. I love a lot of things about it. Um, I don't want. I don't want to get into it right now. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. Yeah, The shows. I. I think the show would be really good. I think the show. The show sounds excellent, and I love space, so you think I'd like it. But, anyways, uh, Dying Light Two Bloody Ties DLC. They're gonna show off that one for the first time, I believe. Uh, Sonic Frontiers Gables. Uh, maybe we finally get a release date um, for that one. Well, Apparently. Yeah, hopefully they delay it to next year because no one wants that game looks like garbage. Um, I got Gables. I gotta talk about this for okay. kind, of, kind of kind of a minute. Kind of a minute. All right, let's see. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. This isn't show and tell. I'm just gonna talk for a minute here, Gables. Uh, I might move my hands a lot though. I'm, I'm now. I'm I'm lifting the leg up on my knee. I'm getting comfortable. Um, I need to. Oh, Gables is putting his knee up as well. Okay, <laughs> what's I need to talk about Sonic Frontiers. Okay. Um, I've been hearing a lot of Sonic fans talk about this game. And they're just like, I just hope it's like a seven out of ten. Uh it's like people because people like everybody's like wanting to delay the game. It's like, oh, it's just gotta be good. I'm sorry, you guys sound like you are like an ab- abusive relationship with Sonic. Um, where he's like, he, he's like, he's an okay guy. You just got to get to know him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? You have been abused so badly that you just accept a seven out of ten from a franchise that is supposed to be a beloved game from 30 years ago, one of the most beloved franchises of all time, hasn't put a good game out. Well, for me personally, has never put a good game out. They're all garbage. Um, but maybe Sonic Mania. I'll give you Sonic Mania. Um, but we, we just, I just don't understand it. Like People like defend the werewolf game. People defend the game when he goes back to medieval times. Like, oh, it's it's a good game. You just, you just got to get to know them, you know? It's like, fuck off. It's a bad... These games are bad. And, like, why are you accepting sevens from Sonic? We accept, we accept sevens from Final Fantasy Zero. And that game is fucking awesome. Okay? We should not be accepting sevens from Sonic the goddamn Hedgehog. I just don't understand it. Well, let's see. In regards, That's my TED talk. In regards to Sonic, when it becomes the franchise in and of itself, there's something that is referred to, and this has been going on for years now, as the Sonic cycle, where a new game's announced, a lot of fans get all excited about it, then next we see gameplay footage and stuff, and there are some of the most hardcore that will be super excited about it, but there's going to be most of us are looking at it. It's like, Oh God, this looks like it's not going to be that great. The game finally comes out. It gets either bad reviews or whatsoever, but the most hardcore Sonic fans are going to love it anyway, only because of like this and that, you know, and then mostly it's generally disappointing and stuff like that. And then it kind of repeats itself, you know, in that Mm. sort of way. And, and it's been happening like for the past ten to fifteen years, and like thirty. Well, yes, of course, Tyler. Yes, it's like ever the since, Dreamcast. Ever since, ever since Sonic has been out, the most popular games, the best games in that entire franchise, were either on the Sega Genesis or on the Sega CD, 
And quintessentially, ever since 1999, when Sonic Adventure came out, all the way up until now, it's been a roller coaster ride of either mediocrity or supposed, oh, hey, these games are somewhat decent, you know? It's like, I don't know how many times I've tried to get into, like, certain games, let's say, like, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, which, you know what? There's some aspects of those games that can be really enjoyable, but these two games are the quintessential 6 or 7 out of 10, in my honest opinion, Mm. because there's camera issues, there's a lot of different types of flaws in terms of, like, say, well, the fucking voice acting is horrendous. But chili dogs. The thing, the thing about the Sonic franchise in of itself, it's like it's you put it in a eloquent way where yeah, it's like an abusive relationship to where it's like there's some bits of good, but then you eat a gigantic amount of crap, and it happens every single time where you think it's gonna change, and all of a sudden it goes into like something completely different. The only times I can remember actually good Sonic games ever since like say say, 93, 94, or something like that, is, like, Sonic Mania is definitely one of them. Sonic Colors, when that came out for the Wii, you know, that that was fine, you know? I mean, It took a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, like okay. I said, you know, that was fine in that regards, but uh, it's just one of those things where I want Sonic Frontier to be a good game. I don't want it to be just a random 6 or 7 out of 10. I mean, the bar for Sonic right now is higher than it has been, in my honest opinion, for quite a long time. And that's because of how popular the movies have been, the live-action ones, the first and the sequel with Jim Carrey and all this other shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Mania, like, five years and ago. The Mania, yeah. It had to and now take, they won't ever work with that company it again. It had to take a fan, Christian Whitehead, his studio and stuff, in order to make Sonic the Hedgehog a more a relevant video game franchise again by going back to the roots because Sega and even their creators could not figure out how to make a good Sonic game like they did 30 years ago. Yeah, because even they they made four and that was bad. Like, how the fuck do you fuck up so four? So, how do you go forth and make a good Sonic game by Sega standards and stuff? You go to the fans, the most hardcore that have been working on what Sonic fans actually did want in that retrospect. <laughs> right. And go forth and hire them on to make a fucking Sonic game for you. And what? And what happened? That's the best Sonic game in like over fucking 50 years. Yeah. I was like, Sonic wait, you guys didn't want to go to medieval times or, or like fucking have this weird anime one or Sonic colors, or you didn't want to fucking know about the freaking horrendous ones. I mean, Sonic 06 with that type of bullshit. Boom. Sonic Boom, the rise of lyric and that type of shit. I mean, yeah. you don't want to like, kiss a, a a girl. That's weird. A human that girl. Sonic that was weird. Six, and that one was incredibly yeah, I know. weird and and fuck, yeah. you can you can't even search too far like on YouTube and stuff and without finding like a freaking by searching up Sonic 06 without searching and finding like the game grumps doing their initial playthrough of like hundred plus. Oh my god, that yeah, one of the greatest things we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously it's one of their most well known games they've covered on that series but it stems from the fact that sonic as a series and stuff he's still a popular character he's absolutely one of the most popular characters in the past 30 years in gaming but what's kept sonic from being like exponentially even better than that has been how subpar and how terrible like business decisions has that sega has made over the years in regards to presenting him and stuff and it feels like now in current day, they actually got onto a decent path with Sonic, but I did not. We see something like Sonic Frontiers, which 
gives me, you know, it gives me like mixed feelings. And from what I hope from what this game is eventually going to be is something that's a great game. From what I've seen from the footage so far, it feels like a game that needs to be delayed for another four or five months because the outside yes. explorable world, you see pop in. You see all these random like artifact type of shit that you would not accept in any other type of like open world games. Like hell, you know how people had so much beef with some with like Pokemon Legends Arceus because of how the graphics were, or even how like Pokemon Sword and Shield was in terms of that type of graphics. I mean, granted, there were some graphical hitches because of hardware limitations from the Switch and stuff. But when you have a game franchise that's on modern platforms like a PS5, like an Xbox Series X, or even on some high-end PCs and it's looking like that, you know you fucked up somewhere. And that game's coming to Switch too, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like Sonic. Sonic feels like it's like that. Like every group has, like every friend group has that one person, guy or girl, that just can't be single. Um, that, like, they either always get back together with their ex, right. or they immediately start dating somebody new. And it's like, oh, this time is gonna be different. <laughs> it never is. Uh, and I'm only gonna tell you people. Let me tell you, Sonic fans. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm not trying. I really am not. Uh, I just feel sorry for you at this point. Um, you know, like I'm sorry you picked the wrong you picked the wrong franchise. Uh, you picked the wrong side in history. Um, and you know, I feel like it's okay. It's okay. You can come over to the right side. <laughs> come over to the good side. Well, initially I'm not going to go forth and go to that extent. You know, it's like the fact remains is, is I want Sonic Frontiers to be a fantastic game. I want the Sonic fans to enjoy something that they've been enjoying for years now i am more so pissed off at sega and how they've developed these games over the years that string along their fans so fucking like just by just basically by freaking drawstrings at this point like just just the most tiniest of margin like the not even the thinnest of shred of like strings and stuff like that just shoving them along and some dragging them along and like just baiting yeah. them with, oh, hey, this is going to be this type of fantastic world you're going to go forth and try to play in. And all of a sudden, you're just presented with a huge lard of shit. Yeah. Well, you say they've been enjoying it for years now. I find that hard to believe because there's nothing, nothing to enjoy. Um, but the right side of history, Gables, is, obvi- is the obvious side of history. And what's that? It's the Strangers of Paradise history. <laughs> Come over us. Come over here. <laughs> Come over here, guys. Oh, and he comes back to Strangers <laughs> That round of... <laughs> Right about way. Come on over to the Strangers of Paradise is a great game. Oh. Uh, you know, game of the year. It's better than Elden Ring. That's right. I fucking said it. Oh. Um, but anyways, Gabe, this is this supposed to be about this is supposed to be about Gamescom. Uh, so Gamescom uh, also Return of the Monkey Island Ghost Simulator. Uh, apparently, it's gonna be two hours. I'd be more interested if it was an hour. Uh, I'm gonna watch it, of course, probably eventually. Uh, but yeah, how about you, Gables? I'll be perfectly honest with you. For this conference, I'm more so excited about how the the new Outlast game is going to be. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a Dead, dead by Daylight ripoff. That's my guess. Well, at worst, it's probably a Dead by Daylight ripoff, though. I really wish they just go back to what made the original so fun to begin with. It's like you're stuck in the same yeah. asylum. You're getting to escape. you got to use this camera to go and navigate things. And basically, you yeah. not get killed. You know, that's the simplicity of the original Outlast. And it's part of the reason why that was one of my favorite games the year that it came out. Because yeah. I played it with friends. 
you and I, as long as and as well as Jake, played it during Extra Life. I laughed my ass off with you two guys were just yelling, you're screaming your heads off. It was a fun time. <laughs> I was a little bitch about it. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, I definitely was uh, pretty disappointed in two. They're trying to make it like, like not open world, but more open areas. Yeah. Uh, I do miss the I, I do miss the asylum where it was like more closed spaces and stuff like that. So I'd be all bored a uh, sequel uh, that are good sequel. Uh, rather, I mean, uh, two was fine. It wasn't bad. It's was just I wanted to have it inside like a giant like mansion or some shit, you know? Yeah. And well, this is my multiplayer game, so this will not be that. So unfortunately, but let's move on to some other news this week. Gables um, Wave Race 64 is on expansion pack now. Uh, so people that are excited about that. Hey, good for you guys. Um, I don't give us anything to add to that one. To be perfectly honest with you, I did play a little bit of Wave Race 64 last night, you know, because, you know, it's one of those games where, yeah, I understand it came out in like the mid 90s and it was one of the launch games for the N64. But at the same time, you know, it, it's just a lot of curiosity that that went in with me. I'm like, OK, well, let's see what I can enjoy from this one. You know, it's like I'm I'm initially happy because we get a chance to experience like older games say like a wave race 64 you know because i know nintendo hasn't done hardly done anything with that franchise ever since blue storm on the gamecube but you know from the time it's a fun play if you want to go through the, some of the time trials and stuff maybe fool around with it i personally was just trying it out last night because i wanted to try to learn how to do like little stunts and stuff like that and i actually did go through and get like uh one of the best scores and stuff for the first initial course. So I was kind of happy with that. But uh, yeah, you know what? Wave Race 64, I'm kind of happy with that for the N64 release for the month. But uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that we get we get some more like other substantial ones in the coming months. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I don't got too much out of that one. But uh, I'm happy for people that are happy. Um Tales of the Borderlands mm-hmm. apparently is coming October 21st. Uh, this was announced back in like April, shockingly. Right. Um, people don't remember this like a Telltale game. It was actually one of the better Telltale games post like Walking Dead Season 1. Uh, yeah. like, I would put it at like, it's probably second or third behind uh, the Batman one they did uh, as far as like the best stuff they did. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy one's really good too. I recommend people check that one out. But like, it was incredibly funny. It was really well made. Um, and this is the sequel to that, but apparently like they're going to have, they're bringing back some characters, but they're not going to be like oh. mainstays. It sounds like it's going to be like, sounds like it's going to be like a whole new cast. We don't really got any details on it, um, but it leaked on Amazon, much like the dead, uh, dead Island two stuff. Um, I wonder if this is before yeah, or probably. after borderlands three. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cause like, I know tales of borderlands takes place after two. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even played three at all. So I, I haven't even know. played three at all because I, I've read the reviews at the time. I know they have all their DLC and stuff out now. And yeah. if I really was interested in playing it, I would have already like just gotten some on the deal. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of I had a, I bought it for ten bucks and never played it, so <laughs> that's still in my interest level. I will say it's like even with Tales from the Borderlands, that's one of the few Telltale games I actually did play through and enjoyed. Yeah. I remember you loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic because it got right off from borderlands 2 i enjoyed a lot of the character interactions a lot of the freaking things that whole scene and stuff with the 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 one of the dudes and stuff with the finger guns and that freaking cafeteria and stuff like mm. that that was one of my favorite things about that whole game yeah but uh if they initially do it like uh 
say a pre like a prequel before three or even if it's like say during the events of borderlands three and so that that's that would be fine by me i mean i i enjoyed that telltale style of game for borderlands and if this is anywhere close to how the original ones then i'm game yeah. i'd love that yeah yeah it's just interesting because like telltale is not involved in this one obviously telltale is a different telltale right. now even though they got some of the same people it's not all of them um but yeah i'm, I'm interested it, apparently they're still doing five chapters no idea if they're gonna come out all at the same time, or they're going to, like, break them up. Hopefully, it's, like... I, I think most gamers are just over-the-chapter stuff. Like... No shit. Separating them out, like... Life is Strange, Two Colors, still have five chapters, but they dropped them all on the same day. Right. Um. So, hopefully, they just do that. Like, you can still have the chapters. It's just just keep... Just make it all one package. Um, High on Life, like I mentioned uh, during the Gamescom thing, uh, got delayed. It was supposed to come out, um, I believe, October 20th or something like that. It was, it was mid to late October... It has now been delayed to December 13th. That's that Rick and Morty uh, game of the guns talk to you. Um, <laughs> so, hey, I'm okay with that because uh, October is pretty fucking nuts for games. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously December is pretty light. Like, I, you know, November is not as crazy as we're used to uh, as of yet. Gamescom was still happening, though. Uh, and then, like, December, all we have right now is Callisto Protocol in the second. And now this. I think this is kind of it for the for that that december time frame yeah and then su- surprisingly death stranding coming to pc game pass on august 23rd um so yeah pretty big deal uh people are kind of freaking out about that uh 505 publishing actually uh published uh the pc version yep sony owns the ip but they own the playstation it's very confusing to me i don't understand that exactly but like basically sony owns the console ip but i believe they don't own the pc ip so yeah that's why that's why i actually went through and i just did the publishing things for the steam yeah. version and stuff of death stranding so that's it it's kind of confusing in some hindsights but at the same point it's like that's the reason why it's only coming to game pass on pc correct yes um but yeah that's pretty much it for news this week cables let's jump into uh, so what we've been playing right. i'll go i don't have too much to add I played some more uh, Fortnite. I got back-to-back dubs this morning. There you go. Uh, doing pretty good. I, I hit a kam, Kamehaha. Kamehu. Kamehameha. Kame, that's fucking stupid. Um, that's worse than any Sonic game I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I hit a couple of those with Indiana Jones to get a win. That's pretty sweet. Um, I didn't realize that if you win two games in a row, you get a victory crown royale. Because um, if you win, you win a game... You start your next game with a crown, and you get like double XP during the game. And then if you win that second game, you get a victory crown. You get like a cool emote that you can only get for winning two games in a row. Oh, uh, so I got okay. that. So it doesn't uh, stack with so, every single win. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. So I've got three W's now, which is awesome. So I went from I got my first one a couple weeks ago, and then uh, I got two back to back this morning. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool hitting a Kamehameha. Um, with Indiana Jones, that was pretty sweet. I hit, I killed a guy with John. I killed two guys with John Wick with the Kamehameha. That was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so it's pretty. It's actually really fun. I'm really digging the the. Uh, I, I took a couple of screenshots. I'll send them to you on my PlayStation. But uh, this is the absurdity found, of it. You know, just it's, it's just kind of tickles me and stuff to where it's like fucking doing Kamehamehas and stuff like that as Indiana Jones or like freaking John Wick or even like freaking John Cena and just getting some. Oh, shit Oh yeah. You, you can do the was the focus what was it called the the, the, fusion the thing dance. you the fusion dance Call yeah the Bataro, you do that in there dance, yeah yeah uh, I found Cam's house which is pretty cool oh they yeah the training ground in there oh yeah, yeah the I, I found house, that yeah. yes the Kami what the fuck is, I don't know Dragon Ball stupid uh 
But uh, Gables, what if I told you this is the best Dragon Ball game of all time and you haven't played it? Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> I understand. The, well, I understand where you're coming from, do, you know, do, Dragon Ball do, content do and stuff. And I do understand mm-hmm. how absurd a lot of this freaking Fortnite stuff is, though. But yeah, Tyler, come on, dude. <laughs> Gables, what if I told you that something just leaked today? What? Okay. Come to Fortnite rather soon. Destiny 2 con- content is coming to Fortnite soon. God. Gables, I think this game was trying to tell you something. It's probably telling me to play Destiny 2. <laughs> I think it's trying I think it's trying to tell you P L A I O N. Play on. Oh, play, play on. on. I play on play the on. PS5. Yeah. Play on the PS5. Play play with me. Go on, Gables. Uh, I'll tell you what. Play I on. will tr- I will go forth and consider playing Fortnite. Yo, don't you said the same goddamn thing last week. And the week before that, you son of a bitch. God damn, I fucking hate you. Anyways, I also played Madden 23. Um, I hate you so goddamn much, Gables. Um, you're the you're the Sonic games of my life. Dude. Uh, I'm sorry, that was really mean. That was the meanest thing I think I've ever said to anybody. You are not a 6 out of 10. You're a 5-star man. Um, I'm sorry, Ray Lewis. Uh, but <laughs> don't murder me. Um, you're just going to see Gables like... And the cops are gonna find him by a dumpster throwing a suit in the garbage in the garbage covered in blood. Why is it covered in blood? No, I don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> we're, never gonna, we're never gonna worry about that again for some for some weird reason. Uh, but anyways, Mad. Speaking of murderers, Mad Twenty Three uh, is out now. Uh, I meant that because Ray Lewis we was on the cover of it one time. Uh, I play more. I'm playing that. I've got like seven eight hours into it. I played like four or five games so far. Okay. I'm really digging it. Um, I like the big changes they made the franchise. I like how they've done that. The scouting, stuff like that. Uh, signing contracts. You can like customize the contracts a lot more, um, making it more intriguing to like, you can't just overbid people to get players. Like okay. now players have single, single have interest levels. So like they want to go to a, a warm state or they want a no tax state. or they want to go to a team where they're going to be a starter right away where it's like, well, I just want to sign you to be a backup for depth. I don't want you to be a starter. It's like, well, then I'm not coming to your team. It's like, well, shit. Uh, so I like that where it's like, you just don't need to pay the most money to get them. Now it's like, now you got to like either really overbid for them or like they're not coming or you got to find people that are interested in going to Wisconsin because I'm a Packers fan. Um, I love the new, um, the passing mechanics where like now you could throw it. You can kind of like angle where you want the ball to go. So right. that's really cool. So like now it's like, now it's like, it's the thing that like, I've been like doing instinctively for years where it's like, I want to do the thing they do in the game and like real life. Uh, or it's like when I throw the ball and it was like going straight to the defensive back where it's like, well, that's not at all. I wanted the ball to do. Uh, it's like, I wanted like to go over. I wanted to go over his shoulder or I wanted my receiver to kind of come back to the ball a little bit more. Right, or I wanted right. like, I wanted to like kind of angle that pass that pass where like the, the receiver would stop between the two defensive backs like right in the hole so I can like throw the ball to him. Instead, he kept running right into a defensive back, and now the, the defensive back picked it off. Um, now you can do that, which is awesome. It's not perfect at all, but uh, it's been really, really good. I, you know, like uh, It takes a little bit. It's definitely a lot of rewiring of my brain, of like instincts of like I've put 100-plus hours, like a, like a couple hundred hours usually every year into Madden, um, and it's – you know, a lot of kind of like, okay, well now like I have to hit this button to like kind of angle it up. Or like now when I pass the ball, now I have that extra reticle or like, like I said, like it's just a lot of like 
muscle memory stuff that I now have to like slowly rework. Uh, so that's kind of like been my challenge. And I love like now, like the way you control like the running back or like a receiver when he's in the open field where it's like, now you can like kind of cut a lot easier. And it's like, now it doesn't feel like, I don't want to say like, a sh- like you're trying to move a ship, like where it's a slow turn, but it's like, it, cause it's not that, but it's like, it definitely feels like in the past games where like you, once you made a decision to like, if for the running back to like, I'm going to go this way. Like I'm going to cut, I'm going to go between the left tackle and the left guard. And then, Oh shit. The, the hole just opened up between the center and the left guard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, it's too late now. I'm, I'm already committed to this path. And instead of having a 10 yard gain, it's a one year gain. Right. Like now you can like actually make that cut back to get to that lane and hit the hole. Um, or like with the, like if you're a receiver in the open field and you see like, you can actually like kind of cut or you can kind of like stop or, um, it just feel like you feel like you have a lot more control over what your character is doing, which okay. is pretty good. Like, so that's been really awesome. So I'm really, really, really happy with uh, Madden 23 so far. So um, okay, so yeah, with I think time it's... with Madden 23 so far and stuff, how do you think it compares so far to say like last year's game? Uh, I don't want to say night and day, but I think it is major steps in the direction I want it to go. Okay, so it's definitely more enjoyable than like last year's version, or possibly even like yeah. the 2021s. Yeah, I feel like the last two like have not been huge. The last few have not been major game improvements. It's been about system improvements, like they've been like focusing a lot on like franchise and ultimate team and like uh, face franchise, like kind of getting those working better. And I feel like this is the first time in a few years where we've had drastic game experiences right right for myself i know for a fact that i hadn't really played a madden consistently since like about maybe 2016 2017 and that's because of kind of like the lack of the review scores in that regards but it's not the review scores are never gonna be great but but the yeah. review scores are never gonna be great though and plus the word of mouth and stuff for some of the other stuff like the initial bugs the initial type of crap that you initially would see inside of these type of games from the same system year after year and stuff do pop up but yeah. uh, I tried out 2021. I thought it was okay. I thought the whole single player mode aspect of it was. Eh. Yeah, don't the face of the franchise is complete garbage, and everybody hates it. Nobody likes it. Like long shot was awesome from like 2018, I think. Uh, that was incredible, mm-hmm. and it's just like nobody's happy with face of the franchise. And no, I, even this year, like don't play face, don't, like play franchise. If you want to play the game, just don't do face of the franchise. Or you could like see if you could set it up to like turn the story stuff off, because uh, yeah, that like I've heard that part's like I heard it's better, but it's still not like well people wouldn't call it great. Um, mm. But yeah, like if you just want to like play the game, like yeah, like you you have you have Game Pass. It's on EA. You can play for ten hours on uh on your uh, uh with the A play. With the, uh, Game Pass. Well, right, but because I would be so. playing on the Xbox One and stuff, there are going to be features that are going to be. Oh, not you're right. Because not next gen. Yeah, you don't get you don't get all that stuff. Because I, I, yeah, I would not be able to get say the workable wide receiver routes like you would inside of that yep. experience you're stuff. Right. Well, yep. but point. on that type of on that type of terms, though, I mean, I have seen initial things like the gameplay for Madden 23. I thought there were some things that looked like they were improved, and obviously. The obvious jank that you're going to see in regards to certain blockers or certain this or certain that, you know. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've honestly I've not seen a single like literally have not seen a single glitch or a bug. But I like I said I've only played 
I played like the three preseason games, but I played like four minute quarters, so pretty short. Okay. I do I do eight minute quarters, uh, with the fifteen second runoff, uh, and I played four main regular season games, but I I've, I've had zero glitches. I've had the game freeze on me once. Okay. And that's it. So, this is definitely like. Especially like playing when I was doing, I was playing early, like because the game came out officially on Friday. Right. right. But like you can play it on, you were able to play it on Tuesday, on actually Monday. Um, usually like those that first like four or five days were like a lot of, not like major issues, but like a lot of bugs, freezing, uh, glitches, stuff like that. Um, and I, like I said, I've had none. So it's not saying perfect, but I've had no significant issues. Well, this game came out. You know so. what, I will say it's stuff. I do look forward to hearing more about how you are enjoying Madden 23 because I am the type where I am curious about playing a new football game, but at the same time, the last couple of years, I hadn't really played too much of those Madden games. I ended up going to my Switch for online and playing Tecmo Bowl because yeah. that's relatively a short kind of experience, but at the same time more enjoyable in terms of what I am initially wanting from a football game, which is... I want to go into the game, play as my favorite team and stuff like that, dominate and to get to the Super Bowl and fucking win it. That's yeah. how I've been ever since I started playing Madden, since like 98. So yeah. yeah, no. So, I mean, that's something like I'm a guy that likes to play franchise and just play, you know, a ton of seasons over and over again and build my team over time. So, you know, everybody has a different thing. So people just play for ultimate teams. Uh, so, um, I mean, usually there's a sale kickoff weekend. So like a couple weeks is usually like $20, $30 off. Right. Um, and then that game, I mean, they're sports games. They go down in price real fast. So, um, but I mean, Gables in the meantime, if you don't want, you don't want to buy Madden, you can always play Fortnite. So there is that. <laughs> there is that. Um, there is that. You can do a Kamehameha with me. Um, and we could do a fusion dance. But, uh, anyways, Gables, since you hate me and you don't want to play Fortnite, <laughs> um, what else have you been playing? All right. So, in regards to games that I've been playing, I did start up Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I am hmm. four and a half hours into the game in and of itself. I will say, this game does a fantastic job of introducing you to its battle system. There are plenty of tutorials for you to get accustomed in regards to how to play the game. It's not like, say, vague as opposed to, say, what I've seen and heard from people that played the last entry of the game to where they gave you a whole bunch of different features. They didn't really go into that much detail in terms of explaining the battle system mechanics or, like, the reason why you would use certain things over like some other things. But what I can say, Tyler, it's like, I am enjoying going to like the overworld areas of this game and like encountering different types of uh, enemies and stuff and just leveling up and stuff. There are all sorts of various little resources that you can collect and like try to satisfy for like completing little side missions for other characters and say like a specific type of factions, like the, beginning of the game you start off with colony nine and stuff and you can collect little bits of resources here and there to give to other people from that colony and stuff so you can build like affinity towards these specific characters improve their relationship stuff but in terms of combat and stuff it really reminds me of a mix between like an action rpg but it kind of has certain like mmo rpgs type of elements to where you can select a button, you can go and arrange yourself like behind an enemy or towards the side of the enemy to either stun them or get them in a basic for like a combo. Like the beginning combos they initially teach you in this game is you go to a side of an enemy, 
you go and you slice them. It causes a break animation, which in tune gets one of the other party members to do something called like a tempo attack. And then lastly, there's like a daze attack that your healer can go forth and inflect right there. And that is a three hit combo to where it basically stuns the enemy and you're going through and like putting out as much damage as possible and that type of stuff. At first, it took me a little bit to get used to this type of style because from the last couple action RPGs I have played, I've continuously, okay, I'm going to mash the button right there to do my various attacks and stuff and then go away in regards to avoiding getting hit. Well, because it's more structured like, say, like an MMORPG in terms of that type of stuff, it doesn't matter how far away or how close you are. You're going to get hit and you're going to go forth and do damage. But... uh, this is literally my first time I've gone and invested myself trying to play Xenoblade Chronicles as a whole because I do have a couple of the games. I have tried the original. I have tried Light X. I haven't really gotten too much into them and stuff because other games popped at the time. But Xenoblade Chronicles 3 definitely has my attention in regards to not just the battle mechanics, how simple they are to actually understand, not not just because of that, there are different types of character stuff, which I'm actually getting kind of invested inside of how the story portrays itself. Because you start off to where you are a part of this colony here, Colony 9. You're basically like a, a part of a giant faction that's supposed to be feuding like with another faction and stuff in order to get like... Uh, in order to kind of endure like this 10-year lifespan, right? So everybody inside of this this world apparently lasts about 10 years quintessentially and basically after that 10th term is up they get cleansed and basically they pass on and stuff like that and uh it kind of cycles itself right it kind of just cycles itself kind of like from that mind point so it's a little bit more kind of darker in tone to where yeah there are some that don't make it to like the total 10 years and this and that and stuff but uh, i am kind of liking the overall tone of the story so far I'm at a point to where there were a couple of plot twists that have happened already after four and a half hours in, and I'm kind of digging where that kind of direction is leading to. But uh, where I left off in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is I'm getting used to a uh, sort of a defender style of class. So I'm getting used to that type of character play style, because eventually you're going to be placed in a situation to where you have these six characters, right? And then all of them have their different types of moves and different types of things that they do. So from the predominancy of what I've played so far, I've played as an attacker, the lead guy, Noah, and stuff like that, his attacks and this and that. Before the initial plot point twist and stuff, I've played as the medic. It's kind of like a like a medic slash gunblade or whatsoever, but she's fairly easy to use. She's a basic healer to where you go forth, you do like a team heal, or you can cast something called Daze, and that way you basically wait for your other teammates just to do like a break and then like a tempo thing, then a then like a Daze type of thing to stun the enemy outright. She's more like a support character to where it gets healing, some buffs, some this and that. So it's a standard sort of RPG-like experience from that type of view. But the music is fantastic. It gives you that sense of explorational feel to where nothing is like nothing so far has felt like overtly boring. There are definitely a bunch of enemies and stuff, and they're definitely like a lot of high level enemies that you want to avoid at all costs. Like I was like level five, and I'm going through with my party terrain. I could see 
some monsters are like level 42. And I'm like, oh no, oh, no, 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 no. I want to stay far away from those things. I almost engaged in one once. Like, oh no, no, no. I don't want to wipe this early. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually surprised that uh, the level of quality that was put inside of the designs, especially in the environments and so far, because I know that there are plenty of like hardware limitations that the Switch has at its point in its life cycle and stuff. But the way things are animated, the way things are presented, and there's not like a hell of a lot of pop-in stuff. It The frame rate stuff is relatively smooth. I would guess it'd be like a 30 frames per second sort of like type of feel to it. It's not like laggy or kind of chugging in certain portions, you know. But I'm having a lot of good fun with this. And I haven't really gotten back to it in a couple days because of the aspect of I'm freaking tired of shit. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, well, throwing people, throwing people downstairs will do it, T. Gills. Oh, yeah. No no doubt. Doing like a freaking, like a, like a body splash off the fucking stairs. Call me on me, huh? Oh, my gosh. But yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. All right. Well, very cool, Gables. I hope you uh, enjoy that. Keep playing more of it. But, um, since you're not playing Fortnite. Uh, but anyways, um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all that, please, uh, like I said, top of the show, go down. If you haven't done it already, uh, look in the show notes. Uh, click the like button uh, by Gables Junk Area. Uh, hit that five-star review. Leave a comment. Uh, subscribe. Ring the bell. All the things everybody else has you do. Uh, really appreciate you did it for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, tell your friends. Share it, please. Uh, but I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Enjoy your life. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gibbles. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya.